True Connections is a journey within to discover that you are part of everything. Life can often feel disjointed, but you and I are actually connected to one another, to nature, to animals, and many other ways like your thoughts, intentions, dreams, even your imagination. It's my desire to bring spiritual insight to these true connections so that you can get into the flow of life, receive the things that you want without struggle, and enjoy a more constant level of happiness. I am Weston Jolly, your host. It is significant to begin today's podcast with the word thanks, thanking you genuinely for your participation, and certainly your listening, to True Connections with Weston Jolly, as today's podcast is our 30th. The theme of today's podcast is on the topic of thanks, genuine thanks. The nature and importance of words are significant to communicate an idea, but some words don't seem to impart the depth of our true desire. In language, music, math, or even discernible images, we depend upon good old-fashioned words in combination with this thing that we call energy. When we use words to communicate, we are always sharing energy. It's the purpose of True Connections with Weston Jolly to acknowledge the flow of our relationships with everything. The word everything sounds a little broad, but it isn't when you realize the scope of our interconnections. There is one word I want to share with you today that is so commonplace that it's devalued in its importance. The word is thanks. The true energy behind gratitude is so powerful that it's truly hard to comprehend. There's not a person on earth that is unfamiliar with the concept, but remarkably few, very few, really understand the nature of the power. Part of this is because we are taught to be thankful. That is to say, we are forced to give thanks. So with that purposely academic beginning, I want to mix things up a little bit. My intent is to capture the energy of what it feels like to really feel gratitude and to offer thanks in a way that you'll never forget. Let me start you off with this. What you're about to listen to is a radio dialogue from the air traffic controller tower with Captain Sully, who is the one responsible for flying U.S. Airways Flight 1549 into the Hudson River successfully. Cactus 1549, turn left heading 270. Uh, this is uh, Cactus 1539. Hit first to lost thrust on Volta. It's returning back towards LaGuardia. Okay, uh, you need to return to LaGuardia. Turn left heading up uh, 220. 220. Tower, stop you to park. He's got emergency returning. It's 1529. The uh, bird strike, he lost all engine. He lost the thrust in the engines. He's returning immediately. Cactus 1529, which engines? He lost thrust in both engines, he said. Got it. Act is 1529. We can get it for you. Do you want to try to land 1913? We're unable. We may end up in the Hudson. Joint 2760, turn left 070. Joint 2760. All right, Act is 1549. It's going to be left traffic to runway 31. Unable. Okay, what do you need to land? Cactus 1549, runway 4 is available if you want to make left traffic to runway 4. Idiot, okay, I'm not sure we can make any runway. Uh, what's over to our right? Anything in New Jersey, maybe Teterboro? Okay, yeah, off your right side is Teterboro Airport. Do you want to try to go to Teterboro? Yes. Teterboro, uh, Empire. Actually, LaGuardia departure guy, emergency inbound. Hey, guys. Cactus 
Check is 1529 over the George Washington Bridge. He wants to go to the airport right now. He wants to go to the airport. Check, does he need assistance? Uh, yes, he, uh, it was a bird strike. Can I get him in for uh, runway one? Runway one, that's good. Check is 1529, turn right 280. He can land runway one at Teterboro. We can't do it. Okay, which runway would you like at Teterboro? We're going to be in the Hudson. Now let me introduce you to one of the passengers on the plane, Beth McHugh. Well, it was the coldest day yet that winter in New York City. It was about 19 degrees outside, and it was 36 degrees in the Hudson River water. It was cold. The plane was full, completely full. It took a long time to load all the people onto the plane, and we finally took off at 326. And we were in the air for 90 seconds, and we heard a loud boom, like an explosion. And the plane shook and then settled down. And we thought about what happened to the engines. We were sure it was the engines. But we were thinking that it was only one engine. And OK, we'll turn around, and we'll go back to an airport. After a couple of seconds, we realized there was no sound on the airplane at all. It was quiet like a library inside the plane because people were whispering, trying to figure out what happened, what happened. And we realized there were no engines. And the plane, instead of being on its upward climb, was suddenly going downwards. And the pilot banked the plane to the left over the George Washington Bridge, very close to the bridge and then headed the plane down the river. At that point, I didn't know we were over the water, but people who were sitting on the windows, in the window seats, did know that we were over the water. And at maybe another minute, the captain said, this is your captain, brace for impact. And we hit the water at 3.31. So we were in the air for a total of five and a half minutes. And we hit the water going 150 miles an hour still. So it was a huge impact. And when you look at the plane, you can see the large 15 to 20 foot hole in the bottom of the fuselage that is, was torn in the plane at the time it hit, which allowed water to come in then to the cabin. And we could see it coming up immediately. It was rising very fast. So, those of us who were in the back of the plane were already really wet. The people in the back row had water up to their shoulders by the time they got out of the back. Some people went out onto the wings. Um, the people sitting on the exit windows had those windows open very quickly within seconds. And in those iconic pictures, you can see people streaming out onto the wings to the, out, well, all the way out to the very end. And when I came up from the back of the plane, there was no more room on the wings. Now let's hear from some other passengers and also a flight attendant. There were 155 of us on that plane and not only just people, but 155 different worlds. And when we were on, on the ferry today, you could look exactly. and see how many people this really affected and, and what a celebration it was today versus what it could have been. When the engines blew, I basically thought it was over. It went from white knuckle fear to uh, dream mode and just meditation. And uh, my only ambition was to see the sun one more time. <laughs> it was very cold and I was pretty happy to be alive. When you think you're going to die 
and all the things start flashing through your minds and your, your family, Little League Baseball, everything is sort of like a movie. And then you put your head down and it's like, okay, this is it. But then all of a sudden you hit and you go back and all of a sudden you see light come through the window and it's like, yeah, I got a shot. So they had three people waiting for me, specifically at the dock. They had two EMTs and a guy from the American Red Cross. Being with all the passengers and the rest of my crew, I think it'll be, I don't know, I think it's something all of us need to do for some reason and I can't explain why. I don't know, I think it's something all of us need to do for some reason and I can't explain why. I wanted you to especially hear that last part before we get into the interview with Captain Sully. Hi. Amy Jolly. Hi, Amy. How are you? Saving my life. Celebrity, my personal hero. Did you uh, ask you to sign my shirt? Right there. You got it. Nothing may make it oh, big and bold. Where were you sitting? I, I was in 16B, but we helped with the raft. And I you, saw you. You, yes. g- you guys gave us all the courage. More than one woman came up to me and said, Thank you for not making me a widow. Thank you for allowing my three year old son to have a father. You're very welcome. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. 155 is a number, but when you can put faces to it, and not just the 155 faces, but the, the other faces, the wives, the daughters, the sons, the fathers, the mothers, the brothers, you know, it's, it's, it gets to be a pretty big number pretty quickly. I simply wanted to thank all of you for coming. I think Today was as much and as good for me and my crew as it was for you. Uh, We will be joined forever because of the events of January 15th in our hearts and our minds. Goodbye. I think it's profoundly interesting that you have the pilot and the crew actually thanking the passengers. Certainly it makes sense for the passengers to be thanking the pilot and the crew, but the other way around seems funny. Even the extended family members thanking the pilot and the crew makes sense. And yet gratitude has waves and frequencies that are actually beyond the imagination. For example, I'm about to play a very quick audio piece of a couple that met on the plane. When I say couple, I mean couple-couple. That's our plane, and we have a really special place in our heart for it because it, it saved us. I thought it was very interesting that she used the word saved us, not just referencing the plane, but perhaps her own physical life, and yet a tragedy was happening. And yet during this tragedy, she met someone, the love of her life, and she's in gratitude about it. 
something not everyone would initially see when they go into such drama. Before we go on, I want to make sure that you still remember the words of the flight attendant. I don't know. I think it's something all of us need to do for some reason, and I can't explain why. Is she talking about gratitude? Is this what she's referencing? The need to get together and to offer one another thanks? Thanks and honor for celebrating life? You know, I don't think that there was a soul on that plane that needed to be told to give thanks to the pilot or to the crew. Somehow, I think everyone is wired with that natural attribute. That said, it can be hard, really hard, to find the words to thank someone for saving your life. I thought it was enormously wonderful to see how Captain Sullenberger wanted to thank the passengers. Wasn't that incredible? And then the natural desire to choose a time to meet and to celebrate life as a result of their incident? Gratitude as a whole can be really difficult to express when thanks, as a word, just doesn't seem to convey enough of your appreciation. Have you ever felt this way? How do you express thanks? You keep thinking about that, and I want to share with you another example of getting into the energy of thanks. On October 17, 1995, twin girls were born 12 weeks premature in a Westminster, Massachusetts hospital. It's hard to imagine your newborn twin babies only weighing 25% of what would be considered normal, but this was the case. These girls only weighed 2 pounds each. With preemies, there's always the fear of complications because the children didn't have enough time to fully develop. Only three weeks later, the parents, Paul and Heidi Jackson, were at their wit's end when one of their babies started crying and struggling to breathe. She was turning a deep, deep blue due to the lack of oxygen, and she was crying hysterically. Gail Kasparian, a resourceful nurse in the intensive care unit, had the idea to put the twins who had been separated into the same crib. Almost instantly, the stronger twin cuddled up to her weaker sister to snuggle. If you haven't seen this photo, make sure you take a peek at it here at this post on my website. It was one of those things that happened very quickly. They really couldn't move that much, but with a little bit of a squirm, the arm went up and over of the stronger twin to actually hug her younger, flailing sister. The younger twin's breathing and vital signs instantly stabilized. A photojournalist happened to capture the picture that transformed medicine. For you see, it is easy to measure the healing power of touch. This particular incident was dubbed as the rescuing hug, and this story has been shared in Time Magazine, Reader's Digest, and of course, CNN, and so many other places. My point in sharing this story is both twofold. The power of touch is infinitely strong and can be wordless. It's genuinely felt. There is energy in our connection, and certainly with our touch. This is true with thanks and gratitude. While the medical community immediately embraced what is coined kangaroo care, which is defined as skin-to-skin contact with mother and child, or in this instance of the twins, putting them together. I guess the kangaroo care name is derived from how female kangaroos put their baby into their pouch. 
I'm sure you've also seen new mothers who wrap their little ones in a kangaroo baby sling. It's all the same concept. Touch. Real touch. I can imagine being a passenger of U.S. Airways Flight 1549. I am sure to have hugged Captain Sully. I would have hugged every flight attendant, too. And it's likely I would have hugged every person on the plane, all in an energy of thanks. If you remember from last week's podcast, episode 29, when I hugged Pat, the nurse who assisted my best friend right before his open heart surgery at 21 years of age, I really hugged her. I wanted her to feel my appreciation and my love. In this moment, I really want to offer each of you this kind of appreciation. I don't want it to be some kind of generic thanks. I'm not interested in just offering you a handshake either. I want you to feel it, to really feel it. I don't want to ever force my thanks on you, but I really hope that you can feel my appreciation. Personally, I don't know of any other way. Well, it could be said that I was taught to say thank you as a child, as likely you were. Real thanks comes from a separate place. Like I said in the beginning, it's an energy. This energy is what is felt when we shake hands or even pray in thanks together. As the flight attendant said, I don't know why, but there's some reason that we, the crew and the passengers, need to come together. Perhaps it's in the need to celebrate in gratitude. It's a natural desire. And if you've ever been to such a space like the celebration of all the people that successfully navigated Flight 1549, you'll find the energy in the room to be wide open. The reason I wanted you to also hear the audio interviews from Chelsea Sullenberger and crew was to share with you his desire and even the need to thank everyone participating. You can tell he meant it. Thanking the Red Cross, the police, the firemen and women, and even the captain of the ferry boat makes total sense, and it should now make sense, that Captain Sully needed to thank his passengers too. And I also wanted to share the snippet about the twins born in Massachusetts. How do you thank a nurse that was connected enough to know to grab the other sibling to put it in with your sibling so that you might live? And even more special, of how that space of gratitude, the hug, the snuggle, literally has affected the whole medical community. I think those things are pretty special. All of this leads up to me thanking you. I so desire to offer each of you a hug, a huge hug. It's hard to want to offer a hug to properly convey the energy and the emotion of thanks, but that's my desire. I want you to feel it. I hope you'll feel it. We have so much more appreciation when we share with one another, especially gratitude, especially the things that we share in common, our desire to see the truth, to make courageous change and to grow, the desire to offer love in a world that sometimes doesn't appreciate the love that you're offering is to be expected, but don't let any of that deter you. As I was encouraging all of us to give more in our last podcast, this is the time to receive more. And on that note, I hope that you can truly appreciate and receive my gratitude and appreciation. Thank you. 
For us to make true connections, we have to engage. I really want to hear your comments, so please leave a review at westonjolly.com forward slash review or go to iTunes and give me your thoughts there. This helps our connection and it's a tremendous help to others too. Everything we do is designed to offer you a deeper spiritual connection within. You can also make a personal appointment with me, Weston Jolly, right now by going to westonjolly.com. Also, check out my current events, books, and other products. Also, my free newsletter. Thank you for joining me, Weston Jolly, for my podcast, True Connections.